Got to keep the energy up now that Drew isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get angry! Everybody get angry! <laughs> <laughs> I hate curtains! <laughs> God, every, why is everything so shit? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Deep breath. <clears throat> That's the intro part. Yeah, it's the Zen podcast now. We've got it out, so yeah. now it can just be like the most chill version of this podcast we've ever had. It's fucking... Like that like, nice feeling you have after a really torrid shit. Just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much preamble to choose from. <laughs> Welcome to The Bounce Report, the only podcast on the internet where I try to make up a new intro every week. Um, yeah, don't worry about it, don't think about it too much, success. right? I'm, I'm operating really fucking on bare minimum today, okay? Give me a break. <laughs> uh, this week, we're, the glorious return of Dan is back. Oh, yeah. Yay! Ah! And we're rejoined. I'm waving by... on an audio podcast. <laughs> he's oh, and f- listeners, he's fucking waving good. Like pff, you're missing out. It's the best wave I've ever seen. The Queen's wave ain't got nothing. Yes, the oh, Highlander myself. grabby hands. <laughs> Unplugged myself. Got a bit too oh, excited. Oh. And we're also joined again by Fliss because hello, she's fantastic. And they needed sa- some female viewers, so they thought yes, female. Uh, voice would encourage that. That's yeah. the place and, uh, thing that gets diversity on a podcast with three middle-aged white guys. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, sadly, Fliss is here because, and he won't mind me saying this. Just Drew, Fliss is here. Drew, Drew's got Drew, a UTI. Drew, um, <laughs> Drew couldn't make it this week because uh, he's a cunt. So, uh, <laughs> yes, we'll have we to fu- just make make do. We finally put up some entry standards, and he <laughs> fails all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, God bless him. Le bon be with you, Drew. Anyway, Le bon be with you. This week we're talking about everything that we've been doing this week, which is, which could take a while because Dan's not been here for. I've got a lot. He's got a lot. To t- he's got a big load to drop. Got a lot. Um, also, got some opinions about things. Oh. <laughs> well, this is the podcast for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we've also we're also talking about our favorite movie scores. Original, licensed, what we like about a movie score, what we don't like about movie score. The critical aspect of it might be a bit thin because that's this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> about everything. But other than that, it should be good. I'm not going to put any music in here because, to be quite honest, I can't be asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Our so, best renditions. Yes, I was thinking that. <laughs> you know, we probably will instinctively anyway just play, bah, bah, you know, but whatever. <laughs> um, yes, so let's start with Dan, because he's not been here. What have you been doing for the past fortnight, Dan? Oh, I've been doing things and stuff. Um, yeah, I was. All right, I was, uh, All right Rick. <laughs> yeah, things and stuff. Uh, I, was, uh, I was back home last weekend, so uh, just went to go see the family. Um, had some drinks and whatnot, actually socialised, which was nice. Oh, god damn. It's tourist season, so it's busy. But, in terms of more interesting things that I do, being stuff that I watch, because that, that's me. Oh, look, it's a cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually went to the cinema. 
Oh shit! <gasps> wow. I went. I went to the film house. You I get went the to Rona. the picture place. The the thing of legends. I did. I went. <laughs> they to still go make s- those. I went to go see. Some, <laughs> I went to go see a talkie. Um, God damn. Wow. I went. Uh, I, I said I wasn't going to go to the cinema until Dune came out, or maybe yeah. Shang Chi. Uh, but then um, the Demon Hunter anime film finally came over here, and I was like, "Well, you know, nobody goes to see anime, so it'll be quiet." And uh, yeah, it was good. I went. Uh, I went to a cinema nearby me that does um, one of the few that do anime films. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, it was pretty cool actually because. You're so spaced out from everybody. It's just like mm. going to the cinema on a really nice, quiet day with no press. Oh, Lush. Yes. Yeah. It's good. And anime time. films, everybody's quite sort of like passionate Tom. and involved in anime films. So they don't fuck about on their phones. They don't talk or anything like that. Oh, it was nice. Oh, God damn. So, and yeah, so like you get your, you sort of pre-order your snacks and your drinks, grab them as you go in and then just go and got this loads of fucking space and nobody next to you. Ah, oh, lovely, because anime screenings can get a little bit sweaty. With really? I, I, <laughs> wouldn't, I wouldn't assume so. Little bit I mean... sweaty. Gets a bit ripe. Oh, God damn. So, um, but yeah, the film was good, though. Um, yeah, Demon Hunter is um, it's a fairly new anime. It only dropped last year, maybe the year before, to massive yeah. success. Um, and then, rather than going straight into season two, they did a film, which is the one they've released, mm-hmm. and it absolutely smashed everything in Japan. Like, it took <laughs> Spirited Away as their highest-taking box office thing. Yeah, it's their Titanic. Like, it's it took so much. Is it better than Spirited Away? No. But mm, yeah, even but that's so, it. It, was, it was this massive success of the anime kind of propelled it, and they kind of did it season two, which is quite interesting because, like... If you've seen any anime films, like the Dragon Ball ones in particular, yeah. there are no consequences. It is yeah. a... Everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But whereas this, like, some quite big plot beats happen, and you're like, oh, shit, they're going to have to address this in the actual show, so I'm wondering very, if, um, like... Very Transformers 86, where, like, the movie happened, and then this the season three came out, and it's like, everyone's new. We, <laughs> yeah. want, we want more toys sold. Because so everyone else new. is dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, no, it was, it was good though. Really, really well animated. Like the anime itself is fantastic. Like the effects they do for sword battles and stuff like that. Like their powers or elemental powers. It's all kind of really cartoon illustrated over the anime style. So it really yeah. pops. So yeah, really good. I would recommend it. And cinema, it's not that bad. It's not that bad for if you can, to. if you can go to one safely, by all means go to the cinema yeah. safely. Like it's. I tend not to because I the the closest cinemas to me living in <clears throat> living in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's like one that's like practically falling apart, and the you go in, it's like oh, come out with a free chunk of asbestos that's fallen off the fucking ceiling, <laughs> or you spend like twenty five to thirty quid getting to a really nice one, which you have to I have to get the train because I don't drive, and then it's like oh well, if I'm all the way thirty five miles away, I might as well have dinner while I'm here, so that means I have nice food when I'm out there, and it's like oh, it's a whole fucking rigmarole. It's just yeah. not worth it just to have sixteen rugby fucking dickheads come into the podcast into the podcast into the cinema and be like <laughs> uh, into the podcast, Dave, <laughs> yeah, come into my podcast, but come into this, come into the screening and just be like, huh, all right, Dave. Ah, 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 for two hours. <laughs> or now, I you fucking got me going now. Oh no! <clears throat> when I saw Endgame, I he's doing a Drew. He's doing a Drew. I'm doing a fucking Drew. People have got to balance it. 
Oh, people are fucking dickheads. I went to see Endgame, right? And I went to the latest fucking show. And I was like, look, it's going to finish at two in the morning. Nobody's going to be at this fucking screening. It'll be fine. Went to the screening. Fucking place was packed. Uh. We sat down and I had a couple of guys next to me. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. This fucking bunch of lads are going to be a bit of a problem. Actually, amazing. Excited at the best parts. Didn't fucking cause any trouble. We had a great time with them. Another couple this side that fell asleep. Um, <laughs> nice. How? But yeah. But as we were as as we were set, the film was starting. In walks in at like half past. It was eleven o'clock. We went. We started. I think it was. It finished at two. In walks in a young couple with a toddler, like oh. a, oh, a no. one a one and a half year old like child in their hands, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're going to be here for three hours." with a child that was asleep it was just like they just went oh let's go to the cinema picked the kid out of bed and just got in the car and went to the cinema that is horrific parenting and i was just like what are you fucking doing first of all that kid's not going to sleep through this because it's going to no. be like you know cinema like volumes and stuff yeah so the kid gets up and just starts running around the front of the cinema oh, for three God. hours and i was just like enjoying the film because it was endgame and i was having a fucking blast and all the moments still hit but at the same time as soon as there was a lull i was just like couldn't stop no! watching this kid just do fucking laps of the fucking <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I was like this was well worth the fucking petrol money and the fucking <laughs> cost and like the food and, yeah fucking great so that's I happened really... to me a few times like yeah parents I, I... make kid into a loud dark room yeah and like I can understand you know you've got to make time where you can get it and you you know having kids is hard but like if you can't no. get a ba- if you can't get a babysitter to go to the cinema at 11 o'clock at night you don't, don't go. go you don't go you just don't yeah. go no Hell no. Like, that's it. But anyway, yes, Dan, continue. Continuing. Um, so what else are we doing? I forget to what I've been watching, what I've been playing. Oh, I did... Um, Do uh, I, I played a lot of Mass Effect, um, yep. as predicted, and yes. it's very good, as I previously said. Mm, then I got sidetracked. But then I got sidetracked because yeah. of Mass Effect reasons. I got distracted from Mass Effect. So... No Man's okay. Sky recently okay. released. Oh yes, I know. No Man's Sky released the expeditions patch um, a few months ago, and I wasn't bothered yes. about it because they were like, "Yay, play with friends, play, start together." This and the other was like, "I don't like playing with people. Fuck off." <laughs> so I wasn't bothered about it at all. And then the latest expedition they released, one of the rewards was the Normandy uh, SR1, the ship from Mass Effect, um, that you can't fly, but you add it to your fleet to send on missions. Yeah. And I was there like, well, I'm going to have to have a little bit of that. So I hopped into <laughs> Expeditions, and it wasn't that bad. You can smash out an Expedition in about six hours. There were some guides up to do stuff and that. So I sort of like plowed through that. And then like halfway through, I kind of, on the more grindy bits, I started to get quite frustrated, and I started to realize what I was doing, which was grinding for a non-playable ship for a game that I could be playing you could be that's playing. got the ship. <laughs> But <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> I didn't fucking stop because I had to have it. So no impulse control, yeah. From about halfway through the expedition, I just got really angry at myself for, like, giving up precious Mass Effect time to do yeah. this thing. But, yeah, it's, it's all right. I, I, I love Man with No Man's Sky anyway. It's a different facet of, of it for me to explore that I probably won't do again unless they drop some more sort of licensed content like that. But, yeah, it's all right. Um, and then watching, I watched Modoc last night. Oh really? 
Yes, I haven't given episode. that a go yet. Yeah, me either. Uh, mm, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It feels about ten years too late. Like, oh. It's, oh. yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. It, none, none of the comedy's particularly dated per se. But say if you've watched like Harley Quinn. Yeah. Where it riffs into sort of like the superhero universe like really really well. Um, and even shows like you know Rick and Morty have done one-off superhero show episodes where it's taken the piss out of this that, and the other. Yeah. And yeah, it just feels like it's like oh okay yeah, I mean it's there's nothing bad about it. It's not a particular thing, but like I think I laughed out loud once and then the rest was sort of like just little chuckles <laughs> to myself here yeah. and there. Yeah, like uh, uh, it's and, very yeah. um it's very like Agents of Shield was like it's fine, but it's just not keeping up with what's actually going on. Yeah, you know but I mean, I mean like, I'd the probably... style. I'd probably watch. I mean, I, I watched all of Agents of Shield, and I'd quite happily, like, well, probably wouldn't ha- happily watch it again. Watch it I'd again. Look, yeah. I'd look forward to the next episode, sort of thing. But I didn't. I think I, I don't think I bother with Modoc to be honest. Like, unless I hear something from people who have watched it that it does get better. It was just a bit like, nah. It, it's like Robot Chicken, but not as funny. Because it's the same guy who came into uh, who came in to do it to co-write it. Um. But yeah, it's just you know, Falls a robot, bit flat. yeah, robot chicken works because you've got like those quick cuts like they'll come in and they'll do like a three second sketch and it's hilarious and then it goes on to the next one. Yeah, it one. goes on to something else. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when it's like sustained like this and it's Patton Oswalt, he's great, but he's so high energy all the way through it gets great yeah, a little bit. No... Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so I mean, by all means, like give it a go, give it at least the first episode, yeah, and, like twenty that's... minutes, and then gauge it. I think, right? Yeah, then, I think that's what um, I'm gonna do. Yeah, and if anybody watches ahead, let me know and I'll. I'll get back on it if it if it does sort of like pick up, but I don't know. It might have been because I wasn't really in the mood for it. I thought I'll watch this for tomorrow, so I'm not sure whether I was watching it because I was like, you know, give myself something to talk about. But yeah, and I then... think I think Modoc, like I I think it's just going to be these ten episodes and it's done. I think that's yeah. it because it's Hulu and it's like out of the loop. The Marvel aren't are it's connected to Marvel, but not really. It's that weird kind of like Agents of Shield verse where it's like, oh, they reference things but not quite. And the yeah. animation in it is full stop motion, which I found out recently. So it's just like the cost effic- cost efficiency to make it for the viewers again. They're probably just gonna go Did you see ah, it was this like, didn't work. Did you see it was slightly mo capped as well? Did you see the pictures <laughs> of Patton Oswald in the big Modoc suit? No, I haven't seen yeah, it. Really... I, will, I will look for that. <laughs> I will that. It's literally Fine. just his tiny little head in this massive sort of thing with like little legs. The bubbles. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, uh, incredible. It's quite cool. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, the other thing is, there was meant to be that Howard the Duck show um, that Kevin Smith yes. was producing as part of the Hulu stuff. That got cancelled, but Modoc was already too far into production. I think so that's what it is then. Yeah, that's what happened. Think... Is it'll, it'll get the one series and that's it. <clears throat> yeah. Unless it's like an absolute smash, but I can't see it to be honest. It's not. People aren't talking about it. No, it's not done like, anything that like like I said, Harley Quinn hasn't done. Yeah. Or some of the other oh, stuff. Oh well. Yeah. Um. I watched some more Bad Batch, or started watching Bad Batch because I didn't talk to you about that. Any? Uh, this Phyllis is currently laughing at Patton Oswalt. <laughs> 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 it's amazing, isn't it? He looks like he's he looks like a child that's climbed into a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's gotten stuck in one of the, uh, you know, the claw machines. This all yeah. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Bad I watched the Casio watch. <laughs> <laughs> With a calculator in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Bad Batch is good. It's it's all right. It's like with Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars, but that took a while to get going. 
Um, yeah. And this is, it's a bit schmaltzy because they've they've brought a kid into it because reasons. Oh, why? Like, yeah, I, mean, I know. The humanity. I know. It's not That's, an annoying yeah. kid. It's just like, it, it kind of, it'll probably be an important kid later on. She's like a, a clone that's sort of been made specifically for some reason and it's a young girl and all the clones yeah, are big yeah, boys yeah. so it, it's weird how it works but yeah it's a bit schmaltzy she kind of runs off and gets into trouble because she's grown up on Camino all her life and now she's out in the world she's like oh what's this it's dirt oh ha 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 I love so, sand <laughs> what <yeah>. a contrast <laughs> yeah so yeah. um yeah it's quite tropey with the kid stuff but otherwise it's alright um, but it did cross over with Mandalorian a little bit in a weird oh, way really? Shand turned up Ming-Na Wen's character Oh, um, turns up yeah. in the fourth episode, so that's quite cool. So pre Boba Fett and all that sort of stuff. Um, um, so I reckon it'll go some interesting places, but at the moment it's just it's just all right. I'm just not like I'm not the the backdoor pilot they released in season seven of Clone Wars. I was just like these characters, man. I just don't care about them. They just they just seem like go. they're edgy, just takes on clones, and I just was just like I don't need this. I don't like I don't need. The fucking who is it? It's the, ugh, it's the famous fucking war film. The Dirty Dozen. I don't need that in Star Wars. I mean, I would yeah. like the Dirty Dozen in Star Wars, but this just seems yeah. like a really shitty version of the Dirty it's, Dozen. You know what I mean? And I'm just not invested. The the year is interesting though because it is literally right after Order sixty six. Right? It yeah. starts during Order sixty six, and they're and, like um, they they yeah, don't um, sort of trigger. But all the stuff yeah. about the formation of the Empire and how quickly it came about, and you see like the very first stormtroopers, and they're talking about the, them taking yeah. over from the clones. That's quite interesting, sort of like lore and padding. So mm. um, yeah, that, good for the lore. Good lore. It, it, it's it's going to go some interesting places, I think. But like the main cast, it, like you say, it's just they're like, oh, he's he's the funny one. He's, he's the sniper, one. and he's the techie, and they're... he's the bomb guy, and he's got a big gun. And it's like, oh, fuck off. They are literally the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like the leader yeah. hunter is yeah, he's Leo. You've got the tech guy. You've got Don. You've got sort of like Wrecker, who's kind of like the wise cracky guy. Yeah, it's it's all right. And there's like a betrayal in the first episode that they don't talk about for like. <laughs> two episodes and you're like this is a pretty big thing and you, you guys just aren't bothered about it so but anyway it, it'll get better and other than that uh, I had a dream about Jared Harris attacking me with bees and that's about <laughs> it that was a weird fucking dream yeah don't know I, I woke up I... from it because I felt like there were bees all over my face and uh, yeah Jared Harris had just come up and like launched bees at me somehow not the bees <laughs> no, yeah. no, with his like no. with his like charmingly sinister eyebrow that he has sort of thing <laughs> so looking at me like that and then just doing that and then bees everywhere oh, so fucking hell but yeah no that that's me that, that that's my my that's been a busy busy old video busy old fortnight yeah i've got a question about clone wars actually does um the original voice actor for boba fett do all the voices for all the clones because if so no. that's one hell of a gig mm. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's, no, it's not, no, it's he not the Boba Fett guy. It's Diedrich Bader or somebody. Or there is a the, voice actor for the clones, but like, it's but not does, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's not Boba Fett, but it is that one guy doing is all, all the, the voices clones. for the cast and yeah. all the clones. Yeah, and like he. To be fair to that guy, the Clone Wars is really good because like it take you have to you have to look up a watch order for the first three and three point three seasons because like mm-hmm. they, they they set the time they just kind of jump in the between the films the place. 
No, it's just like each episode you'll have you'll in season one you'll watch an episode that's actually canonically set in season three, and then the next episode will be like season should be in season one, and it's just all over the place. Yeah, but um, oh. yeah, but if you can Ben's do. Ben's a... watched it. I've not. It's sort of been on in the background. Mm. It's not something I've I've ever really wanted this... to get into. There's a lot of episodes, like, I watched through it and I was like, if I saw an episode and it had Jar Jar, I was like, next episode. If I saw an episode and it was, <laughs> the, and it was like, the droids are doing something funny, next episode. I was just yeah. like, that kind of thing. <laughs> I just invested in the point-to-point story with Anakin and ah- ah- Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and the Empire mm-hmm. and things like that. And the clone, Mandalore. The clone-specific episodes that follow. Yeah, like, like some the Rex episodes the best ones. and stuff. Yeah, they're oh, so good. So good. They're like proper um, war stories. Yeah, so it is worth watching, but you can cherry pick out a good group. And like <clears throat> the 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 newest one, the like the Clone Wars new season that came out last year to, to bridge to the act- yeah to tie it all off. The first six episodes aren't very good, but like the last six episodes are fucking incredible. Like yeah. absolutely, you must if you like Star Wars, you must watch that because it's just Ahsoka versus. Darth Maul mm-hmm. and it's mo-capped fight scenes and it's all just oh, oh. Mm. Mm, it's quite juicy um, <clears throat> yeah Clone Wars it's worth giving a go I what was I about to say never mind Fliss tell, tell us Fliss <laughs> tell us Fliss what have you been doing Fliss I've actually had um, an interesting week for once I went to see my friends. I actually did a bit of socialising. Two of my friends have had babies. A a lot of my friends actually have had babies during lockdown. It's really inconsiderate because I haven't been able to see them. See any of them. (laughs) But I actually went out of the house. I left the house for the first time in months and went and saw babies. And it was was great. Um, So I was very proud of myself for doing that. Yes, very proud. (laughs) I feel like I've become an agoraphobic. No, God, I think it's just... Yeah, if it wasn't for work, I wouldn't leave the house. Especially now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I do still have that sort of fear. Um, I've been vaccinated as well. Go and get your vaccination first. Yes, get your vaccines in. So, I, yeah, I feel a bit more comfortable leaving the house. But it is. I, I don't think I could go to a restaurant yet. I don't no. think, like, cinema, maybe, if it was like the conditions that Dan was saying earlier. That sounds quite nice. But no, the whole going out and being in like a group of people, or going down Queen Street or something in Cardiff, that sort of scares the yeah, shit out of that. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Because you just like... know those fuckers, there's, there's going to be loads of people who aren't vaccinated. So and the weird like... <laughs> 20-minute queues for Primark going all the way down Queen Street. And you just say, like, how badly do you why? need cheap shit clothes? <laughs> like, I, And you can't try them on anyway, so why don't you just order online? And then yeah. if they don't fit, and then send them collect. back anyway, because you're going to have to do the same thing. Oh, uh, They go there to destroy the place, that's what it's about. That's the Primark oh, yeah. experience. Just, <laughs> just fucking... Pick up a handful fucking... of t-shirts and yeah. then fucking chuck them somewhere else. Yeah. Huffing a pile of pastel colours into the middle of the fucking room. Just like, yeah, fuck, yeah. get the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. List that as your hobbies. What do you like to do? <laughs> I like to go to Primark and fuck shit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah, fuck that. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, I've been watching series two of Special, oh, which wow. is um, special, which is uh, a guy with cerebral palsy, and it's about like his relationships and his relationship with his mum. And it's it's a comedy, but also it's got some really like, but it's grown up comedy, 
grown-up comedy, yeah. Hard-hitting oh, issues, and yeah, that's very enjoyable. I've nearly finished that, actually. It's only just come out, and I'm terrible for binging. Um, well, what else have I done? Yeah, you're in a podcast with me, Fliss, don't worry about it. I, I watch fucking... <laughs> I'm practically pouring content into my eyes at all times. <laughs> You've watched an inordinate amount of Resident Evil in, like, two days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's basically doing a line of media. Get in Hey man, look, I can't, I can't let any actual thoughts appear into my brain. It's just not, I'm not allowed. It's not allowed. Um, played some more seventy six. Yes. Um, Did that get better? Ah, oh, well, that's the, the, yeah, it's debatable. debatable. <laughs> it's like depends what you're looking. It depends what you're after. Yes. I think they're trying to cover too many bases. This is what I was talking about last week with the Daily Ops, where you basically get put on a map and you have to shoot some bad guys and then that's for a set amount of time. Um, Obviously, the story patches are amazing. I've been really enjoying those because obviously you've had companions and they have this thing with three or four companions and you can alternate. You can only have one at a time, which is annoying. Because I wanted a a harem. (laughs) (laughs) That's the... That's the... (laughs) <laughs> the restrictions of the the framework about the game, yeah. though, isn't it? Which is a bit shit. But you can you can interchange them, so you can like do the quest lines. I'm making my way through those. Making my way through those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, they they obviously add different. They're like the Brotherhood of Steel are in it now. Cool. So they've got um, Fort Atlas, which they're setting up, and there's different storylines you can go through with those. And yeah, like, I, yeah. I've. I just actual... really like just wandering through the wasteland. That's it's a nice like. day. Nice day in the game. Go for a walk. Don't do it in real life. Yeah. That fucking oh, shit sucks. That's, <laughs> that's do it in virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was in it for. Like when the game came out, I knew I was I read the reviews. I knew it was gonna be a fucking mess because it was the Fallout engine, which is always a fucking mess. Plus it's gonna be online with like eight players. So I was like, this isn't gonna cope very well. But I was like but I got into the game and I was like, Oh, let's see how big this map is and it's bigger than Fallout 4's map. And I was like, Jesus Christ And yes, I was like, Oh I was like Oh baby, so many buildings to explore, so many, so many terminals to read. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, holotapes, give me them more. And I just yeah. spent like three months just playing Fallout seventy six, just having a blast, just shooting stuff when I needed to, leveling up stuff I needed to. I fought that I did a bit of farming when there was a glitch with um power armor suits. We're like. You could glitch a power armor suit so that it would constantly respawn outside of a mine. So I had like you just like <clears throat> you'd you'd go to the mine, you'd look at the suit to look for power armor parts and like fusion cells, and you'd be like, Oh, I it doesn't have the part I need. Okay. So you just you'd Go into the mine, come back out. No, it's not no, it was not even that. It was like there was a weird like if you were quick, you could hop servers with a certain button <laughs> combination and you just like like quit and rejoin instantly and you just hop a server and then you load into a new server and be like is there one here today and you just be at the same place walk up to the building open the door ah that's the part i need to take the fusion cells i had like 150 fusion cells (laughs) (laughs) and just shit like that and i was like oh just scrap all these power armor frames because i don't need any of these (laughs) i mean how what were you playing on pc no on on x on playstation it was just on a weird, like, because this... I was going to say this is it's really hard to hop servers. Well, yeah, because you've got to literally like log out, log back in, and it takes mm. a while. Um, there's one quest where you have to find a camera, and you have to sorry, you have to find 
a tourist who has a camera and a list on him, a bucket list, because he's obviously mm. died, and you, then you've got to go and take photos of those places. And the right. tourist can be in a different location on a different server. So each time you go to, like, the location where he's supposed to be, and you're like, well, not on this server. Yeah. And you can either, like, server hop on in the same location or go and visit all those locations on the same yeah. server, which is what I did because I grind. And I like walking. I, know, I like walking. Yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> I, I was the same way. I like exploring the map, and it was just like... I just had a blast with the endless exploration. You bump against some new dailies oh, and you bump yeah. against stuff. It's walking, so much walking fun. Down, walking down the road, you literally have the best encounters. There was one where I was walking across a train track and a guy comes running at me. And he's like, help me, you've got to help me. And I was like, uh, and there's like uh, text options. It's like, why, what's wrong? And then there's a murderous chicken following him. And you have to like kill <laughs> the radioactive murderous chicken. It's only like a tiny chicken. But yeah. he's like screaming, running through his life. That's the sort of shit you don't see if you just like yeah, fucking just... fast travel around the map. Yeah. No, it's it's worth it for the exploration. But yeah, that's the Fallout 76 tangent. <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I love it. I think it. Oh, it's a weird. Yeah, and I asked, I was interested because uh, Fallout 4, a lot of the fun of that was just walking around. Yeah, rather get radiated is... than COVID, so just sort of. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with the thing I say about Fallout seventy six is, like, I love the game, but I don't recommend it to people. Like, it's yeah. a weird kind of thing. It's like I yeah. love playing it because I'm a very niche case, but like, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> but at the same time, I understand it has a massive amount of flaws. It does some weird oh, God, stuff yeah. with like oh. The, 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 the power grind is weird. Yeah, the animations, the fucking... The repair grind is a bit steep. Like, weapons degrade so fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a bit harsh. But, like... There's a cu- you... couple of perks you can get. I don't like the perk card system. <clears throat> really hate yeah, the perk card system. I hate system. that system. Really don't like it. But, but you know, they, they've got different builds now. So you can have, a, like, yeah. a build of, of cards for and you know swap, specific yes. things and yeah, swap you, them out quite easily yeah. so there is they usually do a free weekend every now and again so if you're ever tempted by it just dip into a free weekend and play it for a couple of do hours or so. for them they're trying they're trying they're trying yeah. to give more things to different people and that's wait bethesda slash yeah. microsoft yeah. That's it. But it's X now isn't it well, it's Bethesda at Xbox. Like they, they're very, mm. they're very much being like, no, no, no. We want you to know that this is Bethesda and it's at us. Please, please. And but everyone's like, yeah, but it's Bethesda. It's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, but Starfield. And I was like, yeah, but you haven't seen Starfield in six years. Come on. <laughs> and even that was a title card. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. It's just literally, so it's like um, those Jackbox games with a napkin and someone's written Starfield and then drawn some stars and gone, huh? game, game. Yeah. Oh, and everyone's like, yeah, great. it's going to be amazing. We'll pay $8 billion for this company. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Fallout 76, anything else? Oh, no. General compression. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Oh, no. Block out, block out the void. Yeah. Well, what have I been doing then? I have been. Uh, last week, I forgot to talk about talk about the fact that I watched Ghostbusters one and two, which I did oh, yeah. after after Dan's recommendations. And those I like two. I think two does hold up. I don't think it's gash at all. There aren't many ghosts. Uh, yeah, but Vigo is fantastic. Like yeah, I love Vigo. I bumped into that. I was sort of like all the ghosts. They're not like brightly coloured. They're all quite muted. And there's like there are like three ghosts in the whole thing. There's brothers, and you see Slimer ones. Yeah. Oh, and the nanny ghost, and that's it. It's like, but the nanny okay. ghost is really a ghost. It's an astral projection because it's um, 
Oh, it's what's this thing? Yeah, so, so, two ghosts. Two ghosts, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I really dug it. Like, I like the bigger, the bigger aspect of Vigo and like his. I want that paint painting as a poster. I don't know. No, why. you I do not. It. No, I totally do. That it just looks scary as fuck. Oh, I'd love it just to walk past the thing every day and go Vigo. <laughs> I wouldn't if put I it in the got... bedroom above the fucking bed. Like, <laughs> oh no, if I had a kid, it would go right above its crib. <laughs> <laughs> I um I bought Bailey some jelly bath, which is uh, soluble st- stuff you put in the bath to, yeah. to make the, it go jelly, and it was pink. And um I just I was like, there is no Bailey, only Zool. <laughs> it was just like that oh, scene. God. <laughs> I love, I, but yeah, I had a blast with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters one really holds up, and like Dan said, yeah. do not watch the 4K fucking UHD transfer on Prime because it's it so is bad. fucking dog shit. It's absolutely. Why would you? It's like an, it's an to... 80s film made with 80s graphics. It's like it's, it wasn't even that because like the leave Shining, it alone. <laughs> the Shining was made in the 70s, right? And that 4K transfer is fucking beautiful because it's the it's the quality of the film I think that they use when they make the actual film. Yeah. But because Ghostbusters was filmed on cheaper film for that gritty New York feeling, all the 4K transfer does is just accentuate how gritty everything is. And it just looks <laughs> fucking terrible. Like the colour grading goes <laughs> fucking tits up everywhere and it's just, ah. Oh. So I, st- I, I only watched it because I was like, how bad is it? And I got to the bit with the librarians walking through the beginning and was like, no, this is terrible. And just immediately <laughs> went, back, went back to the 1080p vision, which looked beautiful. Um, so I watched those two things. I watched Highlander last week we talked about. I've oh, been Fliss's watching... favourite film. Fliss's favourite film, Highlander, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I've That's become watching... a thing now. It's become a thing on our group chat where it's just like... I think Phyllis loved Highlander. She loved it. She wasn't very vocal about how much she didn't like it. <laughs> I um, I finished Chernobyl, and like the last half of that half of that last <gasps> episode was really so so strong and so powerful. And like yes. even the the post credits about like uh the, the like it's they they can't calculate how many people have actually been affected by the disaster but russia's like total deaths is still 31 and it's like mm-hmm. fucking hell it says a lot about russia and yeah. things like that i i really thought chernobyl is top tier fucking tv that is mm-hmm. worth everyone should watch that I've jared harris is watching. in it isn't he chasing people yes, he is chasing people <laughs> yeah. with bees chasing Radioactive people bees. with bees <laughs> i um he watched the Wicker Man recently or something. Where is this bee no, thing? I don't know. From? I literally have no idea. I read an article. I read an interview with Jared Harris a couple of days ago because I'm a big fan of his work, like The Terror. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the bees came from. I'm happy to dream about Jared Harris. He's a dashing gentleman, but just rather <laughs> not be attached by bees. Yeah. I, um, I've been watching this week because I was looking for some TV to fill the deathly silence of my life and i uh <laughs> i was i started watching clarice the uh the silence of the lambs like tv sequel that's set like three years after silence of the lambs and All i was right. like ah this seems a bit like is it going to be a bit you know terrible and generic and things like that but it's i actually really enjoy it i think the dynamic they're playing with like clarice's ptsd of the whole situation and here dealing with 90s anti-feminine fbi stuff and is quite powerful and quite oh so they set it in, in the period then it's set in the period of the 90s yeah. oh okay so that's cool. pretty cool actually i might i might give that a go um, i've not watched Can- uh, cannibal i've not watched hannibal yet I mean, my sister yeah, keeps telling me to watch that's it that's good um you don't need to watch it because that's set like way after but 
yeah, Clarice, I think there's nine episodes out now. It's it's pretty good. It's a bit the overact there's like an overarching kind of like theme for the for the season about like um I had a bit of a Tom Harris. I had a bit of a Tom Harris obsession when I was younger. I think it was just before I moved to Cardiff. I um, I'd, I had a spate of just reading all of the books really quickly, mm. and obviously none of these shows were out then. So I think they've missed my entertainment window. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I think it's worth. I think it's. It, what's it on? CBS. I think it's on. So like, it'll, it it might be on a streaming service in the UK. If not, it's probably online somewhere. You'll find a way to watch it if you want to watch it. Um, mm. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I watched the Eternals trailer. That looks like a Marvel yes. film. I can't wait for that. I watched. I rewatched the suicide. I know. I finally watched the Suicide Squad trailer, the newest one, because I hadn't watched it. And I was like, I went on a bit like a mini trailer, like re- look at after the Eternals to see if the Eternals trailer was actually any good. Because <clears throat> I was a bit like, oh, this seems like a Marvel film. When I came out of it, I went, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a laugh, you know. Watched the Suicide Squad trailer and I was like, that looks actually pretty good. But it's James Gunn and I was like, you can't really go wrong with that. And I also rewatched <clears throat> the Batman trailer with Robert Battenbat. And um, <laughs> Robert Batman. Robert <laughs> And um that film, that trailer, right? That film might be garbage. <laughs> but um that film, that trailer looks, it was fucking tight as fuck, man. Like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <clears throat> I've, um, uh, to yeah. explain, to ex- please explain. I've just had so, hysterics about that. <laughs> Robert Pattinson is called, is in the new Batman film. And every Batman gets his name. Like, there's Batfleck, you know, things like that. There's um, Christian Bale with, was the Bat Voice and things like that. But because Robert Pattinson's in the new one, everyone's like Robert Pattinson. It's like, no, no, no. His name is Robert Battenbat. <laughs> You're gonna it's say just it. One of the, it's just one of those things. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm on the spectrum, but things like this make me think I'm on the spectrum because I had that on repeat in my head. Just at any given moment in the day, I was just going Robert Battenbat, Robert Battenbat. <laughs> weeks yeah and yeah it's it's, it's oh, brilliant it it's really from, nice to say so nice to yes say. it comes from a podcast called the weekly planet which is much more successful and that's so much better mm-hmm. than us but yeah it's it's just the perfect amount of like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it just go with it just be ridiculous <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. add as many symbols as syllables uh, syllables as possible um we'll go back to yeah the that's, we'll... that trailer does look fucking awesome <clears throat> yeah, as well like Yes, it's, yes. It's well, it's well. The music is one of the few. Yeah. It's one of the few um, <laughs> trailers where, like, the music in it is perfect. Yeah. Like, they didn't just take a, a new song or an old song and put a really shitty kid singing a piano version over it over the top. Yeah. Or, or like a woman got... with a lilty voice. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. But it was like, this this fits the tone. And I've said, mm. I think I said before, or maybe I haven't on here, but the fact that. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> the fact that cough the fact that robert pattinson robert Batman, i should robert say <laughs> when he takes off his batman mask still has he has the, the panda he black has the eyes. panda eyes yeah yeah 
fucking finally they're doing yeah. that because it is the stupidest fucking thing in the world in like Batman Returns where you go from one scene and he's talking to Selina Kyle and he's got the black panda eyes under his mask and then it cuts to the bit where he's going to take off the mask but he's still got it on and it's, you can suddenly see yep. his pink flesh peeking through yep. the mm-hmm. eyes it's like it's oh, that's hair. yeah and it's just like oh but um, that trailer is fantastic the Eternals trailer I... no go on Flesh. I was just going to say I've talked about this in my podcast but um I I I um love that trailer but also uh Colin Farrell is unrecognizable yeah, I, yeah. as the penguin yeah. like I what totally the fuck I didn't realize yeah I didn't realize it was him until somebody said I was like that's not Colin Farrell that was so fucking stupid and then like looked it up and I was like wow he looks incredible yeah. and also to tie in Chernobyl and um the new Batman film the that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the guy from Batman. East. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> like a normal future Batman. They'll release at the same time as the movie. It's the Shabatman. <laughs> it's better than Batnoble. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Yeah. Sorry, Fliss. Uh, crossover between oh, the two. Crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a character from EastEnders. You know the naked guy, yes. the naked foreman guy? He was uh, Little Moe's husband in EastEnders. And he's yes. in, he plays uh, the mayor. And my friend pointed this out and I was like, how did you make that connection? That is ridiculous. Yeah, I saw him and I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, I recognise that guy. And I was like, oh yeah, he's a psychopath. He's a Little Moe's psychopath. He's the naked one. guy. And I was like, oh wow, it totally is. That's insane. How did he get this role? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Eternals trailer, I like... I, there's there's problems with it because it's like we we we've lived on this planet for millenniums and we have never interfered and it's like maybe you should have maybe yeah. there's a couple of times there where you probably should have did you not <laughs> you know watch I mean? game yeah did you not did you just think that the if I, like total annihilation and murder of six million Jews during World War Two was fine <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. it's like what are you doing guys and well, then end game that's not literally you know I mean? like all half of all life's gone all right cool. Well, yeah, and it's like this doesn't it's seem like, like it's quite our sort of thing. We'll yeah. we'll step back as immortal beings think, with superpowers. And it's like it's not even like oh half of half of all life on Earth. It's like no no no, half of all life everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like mm-hmm. ah it's a bit low a bit bit low tier for us. I think Stakes we're a bit, a bit more low. cosmic. We're a bit more cosmic, you know. But <laughs> um, um, yeah, I reckon they'll go into it in the film because they they'll Probably. have to. Um, yeah, but. The thing that I kind of bumped into with the trailer a little bit is, you. Uh, it's only the first trailer as well, I know, but mm, who's teaser, yeah. the bad guy? They don't seem to be at odds with anyone. There's no, I think... Because it's meant to be the Deviant, if you've read Eternals. Yeah, yeah. And technically, no... technically, some people are saying that Thanos is technic- was technically a Deviant, but not quite. Yes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And he's also technically something else as well. I can't remember what. Um, but yeah, it's... You, you need some adversity in the trailer, I think, because otherwise it just looks like a bunch of space hippies. A glory shot, kind of just yeah. Helping out now. The cinematography looks great. Oh, it looks like, brilliant. Even with the daft, daft costumes, it looked like, visually striking. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, it's the one I'm most excited about because it's the one I'm most curious about. But you've yeah, got a lot it's... of people already going, oh, I bet this is the, the one that'll break Marvel and, you know, it'll be the lowest-taking no. one. It's like... Did That's you Black see Widow. Guardians? Everybody thought Guardians was going to do that. Everybody yeah, but Black like, Widow, yeah. Galaxy, fuck off in the right hands. Yeah. Like... Black Widow is going to be the movie that that is going to be the lowest ranking because, like, oh yeah, yeah but if, it's if, going to be, if, like, be parroted. Mm. Fuck. 
if you're not familiar with the Marvel Universe and then you hear the concept of Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, are talking what now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's a bit ridiculous. And it's Bradley yeah. Cooper. <laughs> this, Bradley yeah. Cooper's a raccoon yeah. and there's a tree that only says a few... What? I don't understand. And that's fucking what Vin Diesel. It? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, I'm sorry, Timothy. I just don't understand. I don't want to go... <laughs> Can we can we see something else instead? It's like, but I want to see the Guardians, mummy. It's got lovely music in it. Um, that's a little Timmy. A recurring Is that segue into our actual theme for this week? Uh, hang on, let me talk about what I've been playing this week. I've been playing more Resident Evil Eight. I finished that. I talked about that last week. Sorry, my brain is fried. I went back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm yeah. laughing because he sent he sent me a message said, of his, yeah. his face because he said, um, "Who's the guy who nearly broke his eighty pound PS5 brand new controller because of Assassin's Creed's fucking wonky climbing, climbing mechanics?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I was like, "Hey, this is fucking money!" And I was just like, "Oh, I was trying to climb." There's a bit like the game's fine. I, I have enough fun with it. The combat's good. Like the stealth is a bit. It's not really a stealth game anymore, but that's fine. I like it's a big giant open world. That I can tick off a bunch of boxes. And even though I don't like Horizon Zero Dawn for that, I like Assassin's Creed for it for some reason. I don't know. I'm a weird. I'm a box of double standards, right? Don't fucking worry about it. Um, but yeah, I was trying to climb up this like watchtower, and like there's like these wooden posts you can climb up, but then there's this big window. And it was like, it was just constantly just kind of going into the window. And I was like, no, climb up the post. Into the window. It's like, climb up the fucking post, Abel. Into the window. And I was like, right, okay. I'm going to get onto this now. And I'm going to scoot down. And I'm going to press X. And I'm going to do the thing. Did that. Jumped clean off the fucking building. And I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's Assassin's Creed. That's exactly yeah. what you pay for. Yeah. yeah. And the um, experience. Did say this And it was all for... It was all for the glory of getting on top of the fucking tower and chasing a bit of paper for fucking two minutes to get a shitty tattoo design. But I had to get it because it was a little white dot on the map and I need to clear all the dots off the map. Because my brain, my brain is like... Gotta do all the jobs. I've got to do everything. Gotta get 100%. But um, yeah, I am ha- contrary to that opinion, I am having fun with it, even though it's very middle of the road. I'm yeah. kind of waiting for a new game to take over and I want Returnal, but I don't want to pay 70 quid for it. I don't want to be punished by Returnal. I like like the look of it. It looks like it plays really fucking well, and I think that's what I'm in for. Like, I don't mind dying because you make progress even if you die. You just get, you will get better, isn't it? But um, looks so good. Don't Um, lie, you're just waiting for the caves and cliffs update, like (laughs) I am. Oh, Minecraft! (laughs) When is that? It's like June, July. Oh, they've they've said the summer, so obviously that could be be September (laughs) first. It could be summer anywhere across the globe. Yeah, (laughs) in the Western Hemisphere. Um, what else have I done this week? I um, did you hear the Kevin Spacey news? Oh yes, let's talk about the Kevin Spacey news. (laughs) Known fucking pederast, fucking Kevin Spacey. Fucking like absolute fucking piece of scumbag fucking human being trash tier <laughs> garbage person has decided to just fucking lean right his, into it. Yeah, turn, just absolutely turn into the skid after his three years of fucking disappearing into the wilderness and is coming back, folks, as a police detective who has been wrongly accused of sexually assaulting a child. And it's like, okay, Kev. Yeah, bit on the nose, mate. But yeah, oh. put that finger right on your face. <laughs> and it's just like it's ridiculous. Like it's just, it's it's ridiculous. And like everybody knows 
everybody fucking knows. Yeah. And, it, but, and he's just like, huh, yes, but I'm Kevin Spacey. I can do anything. It's like, well, clearly, because, you know, you're what the fuck? Like, and but, who greenlit this uh, film? Who, who yeah, was sitting there in Hollywood? Was there like, it's, it's oh, not Hollywood. Have bags of money. I don't think it's Hollywood because it's Franco Nero who's um who was the original Django and he's Italian and he's a bit problematic in himself and it's like oh. yeah it's you and everyone everyone's kind of going hey it's a Europe oh they b- b- b-. and it's like yeah no pederast get him out of the fucking movie industry <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah just oh what a fucking joke I'm sure there was more stuff I wanted to talk about but I genuinely can't fucking remember for the life of me so the King Arthur Snyder cut. Oh, fuck, yeah. More news, folks. Oh, games I was going to talk about. King Arthur, Zack Snyder, movie ruiner himself, has decided to... Big fan of him on this podcast. Yeah, huge fan of him on this podcast. If you're a Snyder fan, probably skip ahead about two minutes. He's he's making a King Arthur story. One, set in the American Old West. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like... And two, with like a fucking... Probably going to be something like... uh, this, This town of... Camelot ain't big enough for the three of us. He's gonna get thrown. <laughs> he's gonna get thrown a fucking sheriff's badge out of a fucking bar by some woman called fucking Mercia or some shit. It's like, oh, oh, he caught the sheriff's badge. He must be the one true sheriff of Camelot Town. You'll find, yeah. you'll find a gun called Excalibur in a gold. Mine. Yeah, yeah, and or something be, like that. It'll be. Oh. I don't get why they can't get that thing right. Like, it's, it's not such that. a good story. Dan- Dan, I know, I know, it's not that. That's that not the reason. Snyder it's not. It's not everyone else. It's him. It is. He doesn't like, want to get it right. <laughs> that guy Richie one, which was like, I watched half an hour of oh. it, and it was like, oh, this is fucking lock, stock, and two smoking horses. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> it was so bad. And like, yeah. it's it's such a good base story. I don't understand why you yeah. can't get it right. And then obviously giving it to Zack Snyder. I mean, I mean, technically, he's not even already... trying to do it. He's just like, no. yeah, cowboys, because I'm I'm me, and it's going to be five hours long. Yeah, of course it, it is. Be. But it's and then I'll still demand a better cut of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the internet, toxically. There is a good version of King Arthur though. It's the um Colin, what's his name? The guy from Sin City. Uh, he's in Clive. Shoot 'Em Up. Or Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Boom. His version of King Arthur is really good. I don't think I've seen that. I think it's got him. It's got him, and um, it's the one where like they. It's the one where they photoshopped Kira Knightley's chest on the poster. Oh uh, right, yeah, I like him. Clive Owen school. He went to school with my dad. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out what the film is called. Well, that's what my dad says. He was probably like a few years above him. Like my dad was just a kid and just didn't know him. But they went to the same school, so. I'm literally like, I'm literally like, oh, let's Google the Clive Owen King Arthur film, and I googled it, Clive Owen King Arthur, and the film's called King Arthur. Oh, so oh dear, yeah, I hear that. yeah, I, I enjoy that. Um, Eight point one uh, on IMDb. <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes, thirty-one percent. So you know, take whichever aggregate as you will, and. Uh... <laughs> anyway. One hour and so many minutes in talking about what we've been doing this week. Our game news: Dying Light Two is coming out finally after nine years of trouble development. No one gives a fuck about. Um, no, play the first one. Horizon Forbidden West looks like a Horizon. It looks like Breath of the Wild meets Horizon, which is exactly what they needed to do. It looks very pretty. It looks. It very does look pretty. very pretty. And they've taken all the good things out of Breath of the Wild and put and replacing all the shit things in Horizon with it. So that seems like it might be a good game this time. I don't like the first game. Sorry. I like Internet. the first game not played it yeah i didn't play mass effect because i don't think mass effect is also very good sorry too talky i like i like dewey i don't like talky sorry dan Mm, even though i love fallout uh just don't worry about it just don't overthink it team (laughs) 
the first mass effect no is consistency no consistency no consistency i'm like fucking soup diary we were talking about earlier i think there was nintendo news there's rumors of a switch pro coming out in the next month or so um yeah it's been e3's coming up next month so yeah it should be an interesting month for gaming e3 are they actually doing it this year are they no it's all digital digital. it's all digital yeah yeah. but anyway moving into swiftly that was a lovely talk moo zack the famous artist moo zack um Movie soundtracks. What makes them good? What makes them bad? Do you like original motion score? Do you like licensed motion score? It's all a big game of fun and fun times. Let's talk about that, shall we? Yes. Yes. Um, should we talk about original scores first? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fliss is yeah. like, fine. <laughs> but like, I'll bring right. some up and you'll be like, actually, yeah. <clears throat> So, talking of original scores, because um, I talked about Ghostbusters earlier, Ghostbusters has a fantastic original score, I think. Like, all the piano bits, like the... Like their main little title theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, Night uh, Night on the Town is really fucking good. Like, it, it, like there's licensed music in Ghostbusters, but the first film is more... <laughs> really, obviously. Yeah, the first, mu- the first one is more original score than it is licensed score. The second yeah. one again is more licensed score, and I like, I like the Bobby Brown song on it. I think it's um, on our own, which is like the big. Yeah, that's the big song in it. That, that well, when they're in the. Um, no, that's um, um, uh, "Take Me Higher." I think it is by. Oh uh, yeah. I can't remember the artist's name. Oh, on our own mm-hmm. is one. It's like, well, I guess we're gonna have to take control. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> this is why we're not putting music in. Cool. Yeah, performances it. like that. It's um, it's a really, it's a really good song, really catchy, really fun. The original, yeah, the original Ghostbusters has a lot of good music in it that you like. Talking about what makes a score good and what makes a score bad, I think the reason why it's hard to kind of pinpoint a lot of these actual themes outside of like John Williams themes, which are really iconic, is the fact that a good movie score you don't really notice. You know True. what I mean? Like, if it's good, you're just like, oh, it's just part of the film. A bad movie score, and you're like, Jesus Christ, the music in that would not let up. And you're just like, Inception's kind of like... I was going to bring up uh, the Chris Nolan stuff. Even like the Batman stuff. Some of it's quite atmospheric at times, but it's just now and again, it's like... Yeah, it's just really in your intense. But then maybe that's to further the plot. And it's like, no, it's just like, it's just too much and it oh, like christopher nolan's scores especially are mixed way too fucking loud yeah which really, is yeah. a bit and like coupled with the fact that he always puts like ridiculous things on the faces of his actors so they can't talk properly it's like do you just what like you've written all this amazing dialogue chris why 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 are you hiding it <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean why are you hiding it? <laughs> it's like fucking christ like tenet is impossible to watch without subtitles i think because you just miss so much of that movie. I've yet to see that, but yeah, it's all right. It's yeah, fine. it's it is weird though because, like, like you're saying, in some some movies, if you don't hear this, if you don't notice the score, like you say, that is kind of complimentary to it. Because I hadn't really thought about the Ghostbusters one, but thinking back on it now, like you say, with the little sort of like piano sort of just plinky plonky background music as they're going around, it does fit it quite well. But then similarly, like take Lord of the Rings, 
which yeah. is mm. one of the huge That's iconic really scores. iconic. But then you yeah. really like hearing like, oh, it's the Hobbit thing, and did let do do yeah, and you sort of but like, then oh, I think. I think that's what that's what I mean. Like, there's there's like a there's like there's like a shift between like bad, good, and then fucking excellent, and like when perfectly it, when balanced. It, when it breaks into the excellent tier, like things like um, <clears throat> the Jurassic Park theme, or oh, God, yeah. Star Wars, things like that, you like you know the themes because they just are this upper class of movie scores. But for the most part, a lot of movies have good scores. They're just like they, but because they just kind of blend into the movie. You're not really like, oh, I remember that this title from fucking whatever the fuck movie it was a fantastic piece of... Unless you're an actual, I know, composer where you're like not watching the film, you're just listening to it, I guess. Yeah. But <clears throat> we just named a bunch of really good scores there. Like Lord of the Rings has probably... Lord of the Rings is my favorite original motion pictures score. Like I can it's, listen mm-hmm. to that. It's one time. of those ones that... When you hear any piece of music from that, it instantly you can see the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's I use that. The most effective use... use of it, I think. Yeah, I use Lord of the Rings as my like when I'm playing D and D with with the gang. <laughs> I I literally have there's a channel <laughs> called the Am- there's a channel called Ambient yeah. Worlds, and I just literally click on Middle Earth ambience and music, and it just I have that playing in the background as I'm playing D and D, and it is yeah. just fucking perfect, man. If when I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, if you... I'm in it. If I'm in a town or something, I'll probably go. Ah, oh, if it's a big city esque place, I'll go. Okay, I'll I'll bring it down to like Minas Tirith ambience, and it's like <laughs> it, it 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 just takes like themes from Minas Tirith into one big ambient kind of like musical thing. If we're out in the wild, it's like oh, I'll do like Rohan and things like that. But yeah, like Lord of the Rings has got such brilliant music. Like the Charge of the Rohirrim is a fantastic piece of music. The whole Rohan is my favorite. Like, yeah, selected area of music for that. Yeah, for those films, I just it's so. You can just see the... a you can see the sweeping planes as mm. soon as you hear the music start. Yeah, and the sad flag. The oh, sad flag, yeah. That's why it's, I think it resonates so much the Rohan stuff because it you get that sort of feeling of a kind of like a fallen empire sort of thing. This once yeah. great city is in decline and everything sort of like it's quite sad but mm. strangely kind of optimistic at the same time i think um, it's it, what it instrument is really that well. is it like an oboe or a clarinet it's not a clarinet <laughs> what's really funny is oh, you're so looking it's, around it's, like it's, that uh, and i'm like as if you can hear it the thing that kind of goes the thing that kind of goes like that's um it's a violin i think no it's not it is i'm sure it's a stringed instrument no, it's a wind instrument. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure it's not. I'm going to have to Google I'll put Betty on it. Rohan. I would theme. say it is either like an oboe. Maybe it's both. You're going to hear this through this now. You're going to get... Demonetized. <laughs> I can't it's, 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 it's not. It's... it's... <laughs> the main, yeah, the main thing of it is definitely a fiddle. It's like a, it's like a, a fiddle. <laughs> it's like a violin, because it's right, it's yeah. um it's 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 Celtically influenced. So I think it's a lot of yeah. like strings and like yeah, there's horns in it. I think there like, are like a couple of variations of that theme though. So there may be one of yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but um, 
Oh, do you know yeah. my phone? My phone is going crazy. It like, <laughs> I, I swear I'm haunted because it it's like someone's just pressing all of the buttons and oh, I can't. No. Um, like that. I'll look I feel like Samsung's mind's doing that a lot at the moment. It's just kind of no, like pausing so... things halfway through listening just for reasons. No, mine's, mine's doing phone. this. This is a weird like tangent, but yeah, my phone just seems to be like, oh, two have turned off 4G calling. I'm like, why? You do this to me every fucking morning. I wake up and you've turned off 4G calling. What is the point? But apparently it's a weird thing, like masts are getting turned off, so that's what's triggering it. Yeah. But, um, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, back um, to Lord of the Rings. Talk. Yeah, the the kind of like Celtic influence of Rohan, I think, resonates more with me and us personally because we're <laughs> as a proud Welshman from the Shire. Because we're from the Shire, yeah, and things like that. I do also think like there are hilarious songs and music in there of like, I I I like it, but it's kind of ridiculous of the fucking. I don't hear a bad thing about that when they're like charging with the hobbits like. I just Lots like it's so running music. Yeah, but it's so just point like in in intentionally like bad guy music like quick cut through forest, quick cut through forest, big open shot, back to the good guys. Yeah, man, it's it's so good. But whenever I think of like composing music for films, I think of forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's like dark ominous toe. Yeah. Oh, but moving on from Lord of the Rings, then I think because we could talk about that for an entire podcast. Like, should we name? Do you want to name some of your favorite like original themes if you have any? I know Fliss doesn't because she didn't. Oh, no, I don't say that. no, 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 not at all. Not I just I think I, I've I've uh, not had time to prepare. Yeah, you were really. We did rush was... you into this. <laughs> I I mean yes, I think. I've said this before, but com- compiling soundtracks to films would be my ideal career. I fucking love it. Original score, obviously, not a composer, couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, but licensed yeah, music, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I have. But well, I'll, well, what if we? Well, How do you? Yeah, me and Dan will name some, and you just chime in then. Like, do you want to <laughs> name? Do, like, Dan, you name a couple, because otherwise, I'm gonna. I've got a. I have a list here that I just. Oh, Gladiator! Gladiator! Gladiator yes. does have a really fucking good. Nikki brought that up yesterday when we were talking about it. That is a gorgeous score, absolutely mm. gorgeous. And that's another one where I hear the music and I can literally see him walking through the fields and touching the corn as he's walking and stuff. Yeah. No, I think. Sorry, um, carry on. <laughs> I think probably between me and Dan, we've probably got the original Blade Runner on our list because the soundtrack to Blade Runner by Van Gogh yes. is yeah. fucking yeah. just oh beautiful. Like, it's it's if if I get if somebody said I'm we can synthesize music into a cake for you, I'd be like, mm, please make Vangelis's Blade Runner theme into a cake for me to to eat it with deliciousness. Ah oh, ah oh, ah! Oh. <laughs> I mean, like that score. Like you, oh, it's one of those. It is beautiful. Like, like you can do with Lord of the Rings and stuff. Like, you can listen to that. Just you can just listen to independently. It yeah, and just have like a Rachel's fantastic Rachel's time. song. You can just mm. take that out and listen to it on its own. And, it's, just, oh. and like that. 2049 did also. Also, it's a different composer because Vangelis wasn't around anymore. Like they did, they emulated that style fucking perfectly. So Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty four nine both have incredible scores. They uh, influenced so much in sort of the sci fi going forward as well. Oh, the cyberpunk, like, mm. yeah, yeah, it's, and not even that. Like there's loads of it in Mass Effect. 
like that sort of yeah. like synthy sort of sound. There was absolutely tons of it in there. Um, mm. But yeah, it really did just kind of set the bar so high for what sort of like sci-fi could be. It's like previously most sci-fi music, say like 2001, massively iconic score. It's very like orchestrated. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Yeah, yes. all orchestra. But now they're going like, mate, it's space. Let's do, let's do spacey mm. noises. Let's do spacey shit. <laughs> the future of sci-fi. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Let, let's like, lean into the sci-fi and make it sound, give sci-fi yeah. a sound that isn't already associated with something else and i think that's what blade runner did it's really, very really i think it's very 80s as well though it's very 80s thing. but it's oh, very 80s synthesized it is but it also adds this like air of like magicalness to it of just like it does mm-hmm. feel like you're in another it, like it makes you feel like Ethereal. you're in another time and it, yeah but like it adds it definitely adds to the whole like work of the piece and mm. like it just you it, if it, if you didn't have that score in it and you're just watching that with like a normal orchestrated score you do, i don't think it would hit you as hard you know what I mean, but um, no, like, like you say, like, a lot of place. like, but that doesn't mean it can't work. Like the Star Wars music is all orchestrated, and it's John Williams, True. and that is like, that leads into the weird kind of space fantasy of it, and it's like it it fits perfectly because it's yeah. a space fantasy, it's a space opera, and that's like, the thing. That's, that's what you could argue with Star, with Star Wars is it is more fantasy than it is sci-fi, sci-fi in yeah. terms of its storytelling and its and its setting well the setting is obviously very spacey but it's also very western no but it's about it's it's like it's 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 samurais and chivalry and yeah like rescuing princesses and yeah you know what i mean you meet the princesses the rescuing themselves yes and things like that and like <laughs> you know you have to meet you have to meet up with the old wizard and learn a new power and the your inner strength and <laughs> in stuff. The and woods. it's like it's 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 very yeah, but then I mean, that's it opens the point. With a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away instead of a land far, far away, isn't it? Yeah, um, isn't it? It's, it's super, like super fantasy. The spaceness of it is just a setting rather than like the actual yeah. the the voice of the piece, I guess. Um, yeah, I've got like I've got Jurassic Park again. I think there's that's John Williams again. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. He's a good boy. He is a good, yeah, like, good boy composer. Favorite boy. It's like I don't think there's a lot of this that joke. Actual... Sorry to interrupt. There's that joke in um, the Family Guy episode of where they did the Star Wars uh, parody. Oh, <laughs> and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Williams has got killed and on Tatooine, so they replaced him with Danny Elfman. Yeah. Like, the that would have been a completely different fucking franchise. Absolutely, that's the thing. Like, I like the Batman theme, the from Batman '89 of Danny Elfman's. But I, I don't was going like to his... talk about that. Yeah, that's his... that's one of the ones that kind of lived on past the film because they adapted it for the um, animated TV film, show for the animated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it so, even uh... crops up in it crops up in um the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. It, it's in that. Oh, does it? I think. Yeah, when Batman appears. Um, to Chris, to Commissioner Gordon, they play the. Yeah, my voice broke then. Um, yeah, that like pure emotion. <laughs> I, I like that. So much. I, I like. I don't. I <laughs> don't. I just ever. want that on. I want that on record. I don't miss Joss Whedon. Get the fuck into the sea. Um, <laughs> yeah, like John Williams's themes, you've got like Jurassic Park, Star Wars, the Star Wars music is fantastic, the fucking Jewel of the Fates is like, I don't like the prequels, but Jewel of the Fates, banger. that is a fucking banger, that is that, absolutely, um, that lived, we used to I, play, 
Go on. Sorry. We used to play a lot of um, John Williams pieces in our orchestra. So we'd, yeah. we'd literally play like Star Wars pieces and, and stuff. Yes, Luke's that was theme. in a orchestra. <laughs> Luke's theme is also like fantastic. Yeah. There was a, that, that, well, that works the same way as Lord of the Rings, isn't it? You hear the piece of music and then instantly takes you to the you scene can see, like that. Yes. And that is yeah. the most effective um, use of a, of a movie score. Um, but what was I going to say? Something, something, dark side. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, I've on. got, I've got Indiana Jones, also fantastic John Williams yes. score. Yeah. Um, super the Superman theme. I'm not really a big. I don't know. Sorry, Oop, I'm so gassy. Got the Oh, it's a gassy boy. <laughs> I'm a gassy boy. Um, I'm a gassy like... boy. <laughs> oh fucking Jesus! I've lost con- <laughs> like I've lost control of it. Um, yeah, I like a lot of themes when it's originally bass scores. Um, Superman's theme is really fucking iconic, and like I think I I only began to appreciate that more after playing like Lego Batman Two. Where you could fly around as characters, and when you, whenever you were Superman and you started flying, it would just start playing the music. You start, you oh, take really? off, and it, you take <laughs> off, and it would just go dun 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 but whenever yeah. I think of Superman score, the only thing that pops into my head is uh, the new Adventures of Superman. Justin Kane, before you went really terrible. Oh yeah, he's another one that can fuck off into the sea. Oh, you don't, Felicity. You don't. No, I loved. Oh, loved. We all loved him, much like we all loved Joss Whedon at one time. Yes, exactly. Break our hearts and space. He is his version of Superman and the animated version of Superman. Are the only two Superman st- like stories that aren't in comics where he actually shaves using his laser vision. <laughs> he, does oh, that, yeah. he does that. He does that in the Adventures of Lois and Clark, and it's just like, and it's like, oh, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, makes sense. Batman scene, fucking, I truly iconic. Do you think he I could think... control his laser vision to like laser Absolutely. somebody's legs? No, his own face, fair enough, because he obviously he's Superman. But like, do you think Lois was ever like? No, were... I think I think there's <laughs> I think there's a I think there's a there's a minimum there's a minimum heat point. I don't think he could just be out making a side gig as laser hair treatment. No. <laughs> you know I mean? The good news is you'll never have to shave your legs again. <laughs> What's the bad news? You haven't got any. <laughs> Brazilian? Oh, no, no. It's like that fucking. This is going into that mole rats territory of like fucking Superman could never have a child with Lois Lane because he'd blow a load like a shotgun oh, in your fucking yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you wore a kryptonite condom, of course, and that would just kill him. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Back to the Future score. Is oh, yes. also really fucking good. Wonderful. That's and the licensed music in that one. That the, the is balance the balance of the two. Bit, bit, of, bit of Huey Lewis in the news and the power of love. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Alan Silvestri. Uh, Ghostbusters was Elmer Bernstein. We all know Batman's Danny Elfman and the others with John Williams. Blade Runner's Vangelis. The good, the bad, and the ugly, and Once Upon a Time in the West. They both have Ennio Morricone's fantastic scores 
of just wow, like wow, wow. we've all we've all heard um the ecstasy of gold i imagine yeah even if you didn't That's, know the name like, even if you didn't know the name you've probably heard it somewhere mm-hmm. it's and the once upon a time in the west the harmonica thing that um yeah yeah it's i can't remember the fucking guy's name and i mentioned him last week it's charles bronson his harmonica thing it's just like it resonates through the entire film and when you hear the full mm-hmm. piece it's just like this is like sweeping fucking just epic oh it's fantastic like those 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 the two scores again that i could listen to just as background music for my day they're just really powerful in pizza music um you got any other choices out of original scores dan um original scores um not so much i mean we covered off the big franchises mm. what i was thinking about the other day though was um avengers yeah. So I know the Avengers the... theme and that's about it. And and that's my point, is it's the yeah. um the watchman called the da, 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 and that's yeah. it. I couldn't tell you how the rest of that goes. And it I know the intro. Key. And it's mad for the biggest franchise on the planet behind like yeah. Star Wars, and well probably overtaken it by now, especially with the sheer amount of content, yeah. doesn't have a notable theme. The only notable yeah. thing about any of those films um, is the Winter Soldier's music. Winter Soldier, um, yeah. with the <laughs> and, um, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, because that that's licensed. Is... That's, yeah. that's yeah, and yeah, and that's pretty much it. Like, I'd... but like I said, like I said earlier, I think it's a case of because it's just good, you just don't notice it. You just don't remember it. Yeah, it's not. It's not terrible. So you're just like, oh, that sounded awful. So it's just like it just permeates into your brain and it just doesn't stand out. It doesn't break that seal of fantastic quality choice music themes. You know what I mean? No, that's, yeah, I it's, think that's it's, it's to sort of like basically just slightly accentuate what you're seeing on screen, apart from the moment yeah. you really need it, and then you get like those four bars for the, the, yeah. the main for the hero shots. Thing. A lot of the time, it's just hero shots. Get yeah i mean yeah, but... black panther's score is quite powerful but because of its oh, African it is, yeah. roots and stuff like that like that but then that's because that's such a, a, a like something you just don't hear in hollywood movies i think that's why that one stands out you know yeah, I mean? definitely it's it, it's something a little bit different and it'd be interesting to see like what they do with shang chi in that respect mm. as well mm-hmm. they're really gonna be oh, influenced with uh by a lot of sort of like the kung fu movies lots of sort of the uh captain truck captain triger hidden dragon I'm slow. Uh, Hashtag Tiger Hidden Dragon, sort of, uh, yeah. sort of, sort of, like quite sweeping sort of no. scores as well. But I mean, that that film looks as if it's going to be a bit all over the place with its setting. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, I think it's because it. he's because he's eastern, because, an eastern living in America is going to be like a weird kind of like. Mech- yeah, but also of... it then switches to kind of like the mystical fantasy things because there was that shot yeah. where it did look as if it was. They're fighting in the like bamboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, that'll be interesting to see. I'd I'd like them to start leaning a bit more into sort of more memorable music outside of the Avengers theme. I think it's uh, and outside of licensed music because, like I say, it's one of the biggest franchises going. But like, I definitely, I think it's a case of like you, they don't have like a a Howard Shaw or a John Williams. I think yeah, I think that but they've got all a... the money to throw at these people. That's the thing. Yeah, but money isn't always a bar of quality, is it? That's the problem. Yeah, true. I think. True. Um, True. Okay, yeah. this this part of the soundtrack talk will be a lot easier because it's all licensed music. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Go on, Dan. I've talked a lot. Oh that, so. well, I've got two top picks. I can kind of like I, I can get one like... of them now. Yeah, you can. Go for it. Go on. Go on. Transformers nine eight. Yeah, <laughs> best soundtrack ever made. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Vince yeah. DiCola. Oh. oh God. 
Oh, it's beautiful. But it's not that... Because, so you've got the licensed... I had both versions of this album, because obviously yeah. you've got the licensed stuff, which has got all the awesome 80s hair metal and Weird Al, because yeah. reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you had, like, the Vince DiCola soundtrack, which is just all this gorgeously over-the-top synth like synth, synth and metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just like the opening shot of Unicron coming out from between those two suns with a butter dum Yeah. butter dum 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 yeah, you cut out, but that's good. It's the noise suppression. It's Unicron. I like the um. I like. Shops. Sorry, I could just I, go on that. No, but... there's there's a there's a, a song in that the in that soundtrack. It's um. There's a guitar lick, and it's like. That's that lick. I fucking. This podcast is everything I thought it was going to be. Anyway, I could just do that for ages, but yeah, it's um that that is the that that film that's informed my life anyway because I think it's it's escape. Oh yeah, it's it's escape. I fucking love oh yes. yeah, that's that soundtrack is so fucking good. Um the metal version of the Transformers theme, I learned to play that on guitar and it's just like the riff and I was like so much fucking That's so fucking metal. I Do you love know, that, it. that film is I, I peg that as the reason why I am into metal. Yeah, you peg it. it. Formed, it I, I peg it so hard. I let it peg me. I let it I, I let it peg just, me as how to just peg you last weekend. Image. I just got this image of like the Transformers Blu-ray with this like dildo suction cup <laughs> just glued to his bedpost. <laughs> Nikki comes in like, what are you doing? Oh, he's doing this. No, she it's one of the things where like getting into. it's it's that misfits fucking gif where he opens the door, kinda of goes, uh and then closes the door. <laughs> oh my god. But that yeah, it's, uh, that, that it's kind of like I think that that form that was the point at which I got into metal was when yeah. it just started off with um, the uh, Transformers opening theme, mm. which is just brilliant. There's a gateway <laughs> peg. It was, yeah, it's it, very eighties metal and like opened up my then... anus and my music place. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, and then you've got obviously the classics by Stan Bush. You got the Touch and you got Dare both amazing fucking songs i oh, love I, I think i like dare more than i like the touch but the touch is oh just... yeah dare dare is like fucking get up and do some shit yeah. music it's like, like yeah i'm gonna as, win today as much fun as it is to be in like in your work and someone's like does something you go you got the touch <laughs> you got the power you know what i mean it's oh it's so much fucking fun dare and you start doing the Paul Rudd dance. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, um, uh, oh, but yeah, I, I could I could just talk for hours and hours yeah, about that whole fucking film and soundtrack. What's your just... what What's your other What's your other? The other one choice? I was well, the other one would be the Matrix one because really you know, I haven't got the Matrix on my list. See, uh, see, it doesn't feature that much in the film apart from in like a couple of scenes. I think the propeller heads. Oh, the propeller heads are fucking the opening scene with Trinity with yeah. the um, thing that is that was quite a formative soundtrack for me as well and um, drew will be able to speak to this because um i wrote um an essay about it in media studies with him and I was oh bless him you about it. 
and we were watching the intro over and over again and just sort of because it's just fucking class but that whole soundtrack again proper metal slash new metal soundtrack with a little bit of dancey stuff in there yeah um, it's like a techno techno um prodigy-esque kind of like yeah it's a bit bladey a yeah. little bit bladey yeah. in that respect but a bit more sort of noughties with the uh because i think marilyn manson's on there ramstein's on there it's, it's, i know rage it's, against the machines on there pod yeah. as well aren't they pod who sorry say again pod uh no what's that the sequel i think so uh, probably the sequel uh deftones are on there like my own summer's on there even though it's just not in the film at all might play the credits <laughs> at the end but that yeah, is I just so, um yeah. i was thinking about this because there aren't many films now guardians probably being the last one where they released like an accompanying sort of licensed music soundtrack yeah either oh, that's not really a thing because Spy basically Vis, maybe yeah possibly because it tends because it was basically here's a fucking mixtape. Have a mixtape of just awesome songs, <laughs> loosely fitting within the theme of this film. Because um, the Matrix one was um, outstanding, and then a few years later they did the Man in Black one as well. I got into a stage of spying movie soundtracks because they were just like yeah. I do you know one of my the, the primary way I consumed music through my throughout my teens was soundtracks to films. So obviously <laughs> licensed soundtracks, and it, it is just a compilation tape. It's a mixtape someone's made you that makes you think of a film that you like, and yeah. it's that ticks all my fucking boxes. Because <laughs> 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 if yeah. you can relive a film that you love whilst listening to really good music, I mean, maybe skip a couple of tracks on some of them. <laughs> oh, there's always <laughs> a couple. Yeah. yeah, there's always a couple. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few like that. <laughs> Um, talking of Vince DiCola, one of my top choices for a licensed music soundtrack is Rocky Four. Rocky Four, <laughs> fucking, God. I fucking love Rocky Four soundtrack. Fucking No Easy Way Out. That is a fucking yeah. belter of a fucking tune. A fucking the fucking training montage. Oh my God, just makes you want to just run up a mountain and just punch some fucking bags of hay. Some just steps. like in a barn doing fucking chin ups. Just go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, it's insane. I love the Rocky Ford. Like, there's there's three soundtracks that I listen to all the fucking time. Oh, I, I mean, three... To be honest, the ones I've got on here... Well, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got six. These six soundtracks I'm going to name are the ones I have on constant rotation in my playlist. I've got... I'm just going to do them all. Rocky Four because of Rocky Four is fantastic. Transformers 86 is another one like, yes. that me and Dad said. It is just epic. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two—they're both mm-hmm. collected in one thing because I find Volume like, One better. Volume One is better because yeah. it really, like, you really—it it feels like a really big part of that story yeah. in Guardians One. If we talk about that, like, that isn't just like, oh, here's a bunch of songs that are in the film. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. A lot of these songs heavily influence, are are, are intricate, like, they are perfectly fit into the movie as themes for what's going on and like how how peter quill thinks and acts and talks and like the way he his whole persona is crafted about around this kind of like lasting memory of his mother via these mixtapes and which is why mm-hmm. when he gets volume two the end is a quite powerful because it's like holy shit he's got like he had this gift from his mother that he didn't even know about just waiting there for him and um yeah like the songs in it are obviously just really good. They kind of lean into my wheelhouse. I like, I like a bit of like classic soul music. I like fucking classic pop. A bit of punk. A bit of things like that. You know, like it's very, very time and place. Like things that I like. I, I tend to lean when I listen to my own personal music taste. I tend to lean pre 
1990 kind of music i'm not there's there are music ba- music bands there are bands i listen to that are current but not many like foo fighters and chevelle are probably the only two i could probably name off the top of my head in metallica but i'll always listen to metallica until i die <laughs> you, know what I mean? you um, cut him he bleeds metallica <laughs> and like yeah guardians of the galaxy volume one and two they introduced a lot of like new songs into my lexicon like um volume two has the um the song where yondu is killing all those people in the spaceship and it's just like this really cheesy kind of like what like mexican kind of like little song about a guy who accidentally just couldn't resist dancing with this girl in this bar and this she's the like girlfriend of this really terrible fucking bandit and he's just like oh it's just it's really really cool song um fleetwood mac in that film Mm-hmm. The chain mm. is the a chain. fucking absolute fucking classic song. Didn't even Would play you... the best bit though. No, no, the Formula One fucking <laughs> yeah. theme. Yeah, that's, that's like, oh, is this gonna kick in any minute now? Oh, we're moving past that. No. We... I remember, Good. I remember listening or reading in. No, I was listening to, I think it was Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, who you'll know as Lex Luthor from Smallville. He did an interview with James Gunn because they're really close mates. Yeah, which is why he is in Guardians Volume Two. Um, and he talked about how in the chain, in that song, it plays twice because the first time it represents them splitting up as a family, and like how mm. the the lyric like, what's it called? What's the lyric go like? Um, like fuck, my brain is just fucking blanked on it. Something about love, if like, no, you I can do know. this. If you don't love me now, yeah, then you'll never love me again. Yeah, that that's it. That's it, and it's like that kind of theme is like, well, you like we're not a family if you don't know accept me for who I am. And then later on, it plays again when they kind of come back together as a group, and it's more about how like, you, like accepting each other for who they are and their flaws and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And like, it's really like James Gunn really does have a way of like picking out tracks. Even the new Suicide Squad soundtrack seems to be. I was gonna say, I'm fucking... looking forward to seeing what he does with that. Yeah, like. He just picks out these like classic oh, kind tw- of so- 21 pilots heathens that song is just <laughs> i love it yeah he, it, he just has it evokes this, something this knack of like picking a song that you all kind of know or you have heard and it's like yeah but let's li- listen to the emotion of it like in this context or you know, like fucking more than a feeling like blew up from Guardians Volume One, yeah. Like, like, See, that... I don't remember. I don't associate. I do now associate with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, but I always associated that associated that with Ali McBeal. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's this bit in Ali McBeal where she hallucinates a dancing baby to that. To the, oh, the that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> and, oh, the um, dancing baby. The dancing oh baby. God. That that's from Ali McBeal. Wow. Ooga Jacka. Ooga 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 Jacka. Yeah. Sorry. And um, Red Bones, come and get your love. I love that song. I love yes. this, like. Oh. If, I, I love, love this, that song so much. Like, in, if I'm in the flat and it's in the morning and I'm feeling pretty good, I'll have that on. I'll just be in my flat going, dun, 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 just doing a little fucking chicken bob just around the flat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a fucking powerful fucking soundtrack. They're good. I also have the Lost Boys soundtrack. Oh, yes. Mm. Well done. Lost That's Boys not on mine and I should have put that on there. Fucking A plus wick. That's, that soundtrack <laughs> is Mwah. fucking beautiful roger daltrey's version of um don't let the sun go down on me yeah it's just like 
Elton John, you just know that Elton John hates that vision because he won up Elton John. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just so fucking like that, that song and we Lost in Shadows. We can't talk about that soundtrack. Yeah, we can't talk about that soundtrack without talking about the um, oiled up half naked saxophone. I still believe. A <laughs> classic friend, Tim Capello, fucking believe. been in the cave for the days. Feels good. Light my way. I fucking love it. I love this. I still believe. I fucking love that song. Oh, it's like it's so powerful and it's so eighties and it is so just perfect for that movie. And it's like again, like I see when I've listened to any song from that movie, I can just it's like a a trailer is happening in my brain of just Mm -hmm. Keith Sutherland just going ha, and him with his glasses on just being like, no, just get away from me, Danny, get away, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just fucking oh. And the thou shalt not kill bit is where they're flying and you can just see them flying at night and the camera yeah. panning over the clouds oh. and the land and stuff yeah yeah that is an absolutely fucking banger fucking soundtrack and i've got scott pilgrim on here that's also a really good one that's yeah just oh, of like, course yeah really you, fucking good. That film? I seen it for you should it's really fucking good man yeah. you'll really dig it and Might it's like the next movie night and it's got chris evans in it it's chris, <laughs> in, in one of his fucking best roles ever yeah He's fucking. <laughs> I'm actually hilarious. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking love it. Um, but I think one of my, again, one of my favorite fucking soundtracks is the Crow soundtrack. The the, the Crow soundtrack. I is fucking. Too. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I Scott, love the Crow soundtrack. Fucking you got so many good songs in here. Yeah, yeah. You've got uh. The the Cure's burn. The Cure. Yeah. It's written specifically for that movie and that fucking song. It just it gets you right in the chest. You're just like the bass in it, the drums. Oh, it's so fucking powerful that song. Yes. You're googling uh, and sounds like. <laughs> yeah. like I'm again, trying to remember a bit. Like um, like most soundtracks, there are a couple on there that are a bit like, eh, you know what you I mean? Skip. That's, yeah. Yeah, skip that one. Um, it can't rain all the time. That's on there. Oh yes. It's just, yeah, licensed music. From that, uh, Golgotha Tenement Blues by Machines of Loving Grace. I tend to skip that one. Stone Temple Pilots is on there. Nine Inch Nails. Pilots, yes. Mm. Rage Against the Violet Machine. Violet Femmes. Violet Femmes. Color Me Once. Helmet. Pantera. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's a hell it's of a soundtrack. Jesus and Mary Chain. It's just like, it's very 90s because it is. And it's very alt because it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just like, it, like you can't talk about that movie without talking about the music. It's, they're, they're like one and one. You know what I mean? Oh, fucking classic sounds. What are we on? Any, uh... I can't remember what it was. Um... I've got some. Yeah, go. go on. Shoot. So like I said, I spent a lot of time consuming soundtracks. I'd say some of my top ones, The Crow, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because fucking... it has got some cracking songs on there. Obviously, it's, a couple of it's, um... Talk Show Host by Radiohead. Oh, that I love that song is... so much amazing song yeah it really um is. what else is on there i can't remember the fucking generally good stuff the, the the fucking love me love me that song's on there. yeah the cardigans. The cardigans that's it garbage is on there yeah um i, I love need to the watch cardigans that film again. as well <laughs> um who else is on there yeah but, but that's that's one of my regs that i have on basically and i don't know how you're going to take this but basically all of tarantino's films yeah, I go back I and forth on Tarantino. A Tarantino playlist, like there, there are several 
um, Tarantino playlists on Spotify. Mm. Other streaming sites are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, yeah, I just love how he soundtracks films. I think it works so well with most of his with most of his films how he he dips in and out of like old music modern music just like they're a story to listen to in themselves and even though it's nice to have them on random because you can literally listen to any of them and then go oh that's that film yeah um it's yeah i i I don't know how you're gonna feel about that but fuck you i love tarantino Tarantino, i think (laughs) like pulp fiction is quite iconic reservoir dogs obviously is iconic because it's got fucking stuck in the middle with you in it uh and kill bill they're the three that i really like the most yeah but i'm not a huge i'm just not a huge tarantino fan that's the problem really it comes down to i like those three films jackie brown i watched once i was like yeah this is good no jackie brown's we don't talk about jackie brown (laughs) i like i don't like hateful eight i don't think that's a good movie i didn't watch that because it just seemed too long it's just, just, just not. It just seems a bit wanky, you know. I don't like Inglorious Bastards. Sorry, I just don't. It just doesn't do anything for me. I think his early work is much better than his later work. Oh, for but... sure. Uh, yeah, I uh, haven't actually seen um, Hateful Eight or Django. Was that was Django? Django's then? good. Django. I, like Django. I haven't seen that. Django. Um, when I when I talk about Tarantino. I literally mean 90s Tarantino. So yeah, 90s, like Reservoir 2000s. Dogs, Pulp Fiction. So Reservoir yeah. Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Um, yeah, we have to include Jackie Brown because it has got some iconic lines in it. But <laughs> <laughs> though the soundtracks to those films, they're mm. just really, really well done. And I could, I, I do listen He's to He's like them James Gunn. He can pick out exactly what he needs for a scene. Yeah. to tell a story the death proof the the fucking soundtrack to death proof is incredible it's really 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 good i highly recommend you looking that up so who some... else i put up there with them um... oh sorry go on please no you go i said who else i put up there with um tarantino for a similar sort of use of music uh the cohen brothers yes yes oh god yes are oh, the dumb and dumber soundtrack that <laughs> That is a fucking classic. I I listen to that all the time. It's got fucking Mockingbird, cr- Crash Test Dummies on there. Mockingbird. It's got fuck. Oh, it's got so many good songs in there. Again, like, I, I, if you if you want a nineties vibe, if you just want a nineties mm-hmm. vibe, listen to the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Generally. My um, my, my... I generally do want a nineties vibe. That's yeah. that's what ticks my boxes. Mm. <laughs> Life was so much simpler back then. It was. Yeah. The economy had only crashed once. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> we were teenagers. We were just like, yeah. yeah. No. But no, the, um, the Oh Brother, We're Out There soundtrack, I yeah, absolutely nice. adore. Yes. Like, Manicons and Sorrows, amazing. Yeah. And, but my favourite one on that is, um, uh, it's old something, Killing Floor Blues. And it's, yeah. the, it's the scene where um, the guitarist is just sat under the tree at night and he's just playing yeah. this absolutely gorgeous sort of like guitar um riff and it's oh it's beautiful i this it's one of my favorite chill out songs is um mm-hmm. hard hard time killing floor blues like out of anything on that soundtrack i love that more than like man of constant sorrow and everything because it just sends me to a happy chill place <laughs> beautiful. beautiful and it's got really cute little country versions yeah. of like uh little kids singing um you are my sunshine and stuff yeah. and the siren song as well it's like oh, go to sleep, my little baby. That, <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it it takes up that kind of like I I like a lot of um, like proper old old world blues kind of like 
Yeah, the more folky music. sort of blues stuff. Yeah, really yeah. folky, like classic, classic. When people think of blues, I not like BB King is blues, but like I mean like Depression era blues. It's yeah, real fuck, it's real <laughs> fucking good. Like, yeah, man. Oh, oh I can watch that film. I haven't mm. seen it for a while. Love it. Give us another. Give us another fliss. Have you got another? Yeah, I've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ten things I hate about you. That yes. is a banging yeah. soundtrack. That is very, you've very good. Prince, you've got Letters to Cleo. You've mm. got the see again. It's nineties, isn't it? I've yeah, got a thing. No, I get you. No, I totally because I'm like it's got I'm some good sc- uh, madness is on yeah. there. I went through um, a massive madness stage when I was a kid. <laughs> Love it. it was, it's it's like did. got a good mix of like pop and ska. Um but yeah, that's that's a fucking the only thing I was disappointed with that, there's a couple of tracks that I don't remember being in the film, but they haven't got bare naked ladies, which oh, is no? in the film. Yeah, I know. Uh, maybe it's because but... it, it was on like they got big with Mystery Men, maybe, so maybe it was like Must have been a weird con- license con- thing. Yeah, competing mm-hmm. licensing kind of thing deal, maybe. Because I know it's on the Mystery Men soundtrack. <laughs> oh that's see that's another that's one another good that's one, yeah. a banging soundtrack um i thought um, of another okay. one but you go on oh um two more then <laughs> <laughs> and angelina jolie tomb raider film soundtrack that really? is really oh yes. yeah because it was again it was like that so mid-2000s era kind of like metal meets like yeah i get you yeah oh, no, got, got, like nelly Furtado, nelly Furtado, and um missy elliott do a cover of one of their songs which is in incredible and also you've got like chemical brothers galaxy bounce that's just hearing that is going to listen to that chemical brothers galaxy bounce is, is a fucking brilliant song a, and um was, yeah outcast as well speedballing it's just <laughs> brilliant brilliant soundtrack brilliant oh, track, no, soundtrack. That is good. <clears throat> and last one um practical magic <laughs> there are a couple of like really sad I say sad as in I don't really like them songs on it. Um, but on the whole, Practical Magic soundtrack, that's enjoyable to watch. And then the new one is the Promising Young Woman soundtrack that we yes, watched the other I day. Thought, yeah. That has got one of the best soundtracks mm, that I've heard very, in a very long time. Promising, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, Dan, is mm-hmm. a story about a woman who spends her nights trying to trap people in like se- who sexually assault men. men. Men who oh, sexually okay. assault women, and it's like it's. She acts drunk to yeah. lure them. Lure people into a. Ah. Yeah. Like a honey trap, then... but like she's not doing it for. She's doing it for like herself kind of thing. There's a bigger mm-hmm. picture, but yeah. we won't spoil it because it's a really good film. Is it quite a new film, is it? Yeah, it yeah. came out yeah. like this year, I think. Oh, right. I've not heard of it before. <clears throat> it's on streaming, I think. On, yeah, on the streaming. Terry Mulligan and Emerald. Oh, what's her name? I don't the, know. The woman who directed it. Cut that bit out, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, it, you should just... It's very like it's a proper grown-up movie. Like, if you want to watch something like very, like... It's going to make you go, fucking hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. yeah um, I'll promising, <laughs> promising young woman. I thought of... because I think I, everyone should watch it because yeah. it highlights... Um, a lot of se- sexual yeah. abuse and sexual assault and how men don't take accountability for their own actions yeah so yeah watch it it's great <laughs> um chasing fleet versus 90s vibes but in my personal vibes of much more early 90s late 80s i thought mm. of another one which was the bill and ted soundtrack oh yeah yes. bill and ted that fucking 80s metal the fucking the steve vi meets kiss 
God gave rock and roll at the end of Bill and yeah. Ted too. Yeah. It's just fucking. I like it annoys me to no fucking end that there isn't a version of that that isn't just ripped from the movie where you can hear the credits. Like, <laughs> really? like the stuff. Yeah, they haven't released just a version of that. Like you can. Uh, I think somebody. I think somebody online may have took the version that's in the soundtrack, which is just Steve Vai's bit. And yeah. then, and then it's then the next track is "God Gave Rock and Roll" and it doesn't overlap. So somebody may have overlapped the two somewhere, but like you can't get it on any like official platforms, and that is really fucking annoying because Steve I's intro to that of the them doing the dueling guitars. Every rose has, has a stone. Like every, every day, day has, has a stone. <laughs> I fucking yeah, and like battle Do you know, station. I've not watched the new one yet. I've not watched the it's, new one yet. It's all right. Yet. It's not going to no. blow your socks off, but it's pretty fun. You know what I mean? It does all the things you want it to do. Yeah, you know as long I mean? as it's not objectively bad, it looks as if it would just be a fun time. Yeah, it's just from what I saw of the trailer. I'm looking forward to um, it. It does some pretty interesting stuff, and there's some great cameos in there as well. Um, yeah, Bill and Ted one and two. Uh, Crossroads, not the Britney Spears film. I was gonna say, <laughs> that's because that came out of left field. Yeah, Crossroads, the um, the Ralph Macchio movie from the eighties about him trying to save his guitar or his best his like friend's um, soul from the devil by playing oh, a guitar okay. by by playing a guitar duel with the devil's guitars, which also has Steve I in it. That's how I know about that soundtrack. It's got Steve I in it. <laughs> And um, Steve, Steve Vai does all the solo work. I just work love Steve Vai. I do, man. But like his um, <clears throat> the dueling, the dueling guitars at the end of that is fucking amazing. And it's like, it's like, it's amazing how Steve Vai can record that and make it sound like two different people are playing guitar. Yeah. Like it's totally like it's two different styles, two different tones, two different things. It's just like, admittedly, when you watch the film, whenever you see Ralph Macho, he's like top half of him is kind of going yeah and then it cuts to his hands and they're not but but he did learn to play a bit of guitar but nothing in the, in the <laughs> not realm. to compete with steve Vai. <laughs> yeah to compete with steve Vai, like. but um that's a fantastic fucking shout out ferris uh, bueller's day off yeah oh ferris bueller's day off mm, yeah that is fucking brilliant oh, we that. could just sit here we you just sit 80s here ones. yeah like 80s soundtracks just, that that that's when the getting was good in terms of sort mm-hmm. of like uh, lights movements, that, that into early nineties, and then definitely hackers. Hackers is a good bit. soundtrack. It does. Hackers is very like nineties, like rave based prodigy. I think Voodoo uh, People is on Hackers soundtrack. Yeah, and it's just like I, I think it. I think it is the different way that people consume music these days because obviously yeah. you can just stream anything, so it's all about singles and digital downloads and little mm. bites of music listening whereas to, listening to this fourth remix of the same number one song with yeah like, it's just it's just got some other guy doing a rap bit in the middle instead and it's like yeah the amount of different versions of songs that are out now that are just the same song they just like extended a bit in the bridge and added some guy going it's like fuck not off. even that if you if you look at how tiktok uses music so that you've yeah. got a lot of consumers just concentrating on a very small soundbite of music and then that's what makes that music popular is because thousands and well millions of people are reusing that small very very small sample of music and that's what ga- it gains it popularity well, whereas what made, you know um... it, back, back in our day we'd have <laughs> you to an album. Sound, you listen yeah. to an album like an al- yeah you you go, when when a cd was costing sometimes 20 fucking quid you'd be like Fuck sure, it. Yeah. you know what i mean like i like <laughs> like for people who 
who may stumble across this podcast and skew younger. There was a point in time, kids, when you went to a shop to buy music and 12 songs cost 20 quid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like there was a potential for that CD to break and you'd just have to yeah. buy it again. You or, know what I mean? What was worse is well, you'd no, spend that money cost... and then it'd be shit. Yeah, yeah. and then it'd like, be oh, shit. I like the singles. Yeah. The rest of it's fucking they, gash. They've released two singles and you wouldn't hear the rest of the album. Yeah. yeah. The cost oh. I don't think has changed because you can get tracks, like single tracks these days for like yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah. So it's more That's expensive true. to to buy but, individual tracks but, but it's it's the same you to have, own you it. can try yeah. before you buy that's the thing yeah you, you can just go you, to spotify and be like oh this album's on here i'll listen to that yeah. i'll buy it or youtube yeah. or something you can hear the music before you buy it whereas yeah. there was a massive risk of of buying a cd spending <laughs> all your pocket money and they're like garbage 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 skipping the <laughs> yeah whole i remember thing that going, well, i remember you know i'm gonna stick this cd on my wall now and now it's a decoration <laughs> <Yeah>. i remember <laughs> i remember good. I remember when I got. I remember when I went out and I was like, I was, I was. This is a tangent. I was. I am and will remain a huge Metallica fan. And like, no. I got, what? I got, no. I got, no, really. I got into Metallica in the, gasp, in the period. Audible gasp. <gasps> I got into the period of when Metallica hadn't released a new album, and so like I listened to all their back catalogue. I knew about Enter Sandman anyway because I listened to that growing up as a kid because there's a lot of like metal influence in my house, like classic rock and metal. Um, so I like I bought all the CDs. I bought all the CDs up to uh, Garage Inc because like that was the latest thing they did, and they did the "I Disappear" song from the Mission Impossible two. And I was like, "Oh, cool, new Metallica song!" Oh, yeah. And then they came out. Another good soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. Mission Impossible they came 2. out with a new album, Saint Anger, and I was like, "Yes, new Metallica! <laughs> I can't wait!" And I bought the album, and I was like listening to it, going, "It's new Metallica. Okay. It's great. Okay. It's great." <laughs> It's great. Dying <laughs> with every, and I, every minute. I forced myself to just listen to that album because it was just new Metallica and I had to listen to new Metallica. And then like I spent about three months, four months listening to that over the summer and stuff like that and into the Christmas. It was during my GCSEs. And then when I got to college then, I just was like, oh, yeah, oh, you know what? I've listened to this a lot. Like telling myself, like, you've listened to this a lot. It's time to listen to something else. And I went back <laughs> to the old... I went back to the other albums and i've never listened to it since (laughs) i've never listened to that album since and like yeah it's that's that's very much the risk of back then of like buying music now i listen to the whole of the new metallic album before i even had an opportunity to buy it Mm -hmm. but um that's a tangent about being old um (laughs) i think that's it for the podcast this week because we're getting up to we're getting up to like two hours Um, yeah yeah thanks for listening everyone it's it's been an absolute ride take note of some of those albums if you like 80s 90s ish era stuff there are some really choice picks there the original scores as well i mean you everyone's seen lord of the rings you don't need us to tell you that that's a good soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) get involved get involved maybe create a fucking facebook page or something Mm. and so people can get involved and comment who me oh yeah yeah Yeah. uh, uh twitter or something for the uh, i should because I, 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 I'm, I'm on twitter i don't do facebook cause i'm getting <laughs> i'm getting there with um socials it's just there's the, the listener base isn't exactly very high at the moment so it's like so this, this is, how, is how you grow it this is how we get them <laughs> anyway um and this would be a good one because people won't instantly be put off by drew ah yes <laughs> you see so it's how That's... you reel them in <laughs> i should cut the trailer from this episode <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
that's been the show this week. Next week, again, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It could be we'll figure it out. Surprise episode. We could talk about A Quiet Place 2. That's been out this week. We'll see if we watch that or not. Um, we could talk about Cruella. Oh, God. Or is that, or, or I is read the internet... I, I read Can you imagine thing Drew either. watching that? Come on. He's he, won't. He, does, watch it. he doesn't watch the things he likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Cruella thing, I, I read uh, something earlier which was like, the, her whole motivation for hating the Dalmatians is because Dalmatians killed her parents. That's... <laughs> That's literally it. That is actually, Oh my uh, god. Apparently, no. it's just according to. Yeah, I saw a thing um, about. So, somebody put it on Twitter earlier. Really. It's like, so in a world where in the last couple of days they revealed there was no plan for the Star Wars sequel trilogy. No, really. And there was. And um, Cruella <laughs> hates Dalmatians because they killed her mum. Oh, and I was there like, is that real? Hell. I need to validate this because that is. Oh. That's so dumb. But like, that, that's, that's a, yeah. that's a, you didn't need that reason. She could just no. be no. an evil fashion designer. She doesn't need. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get no. it now. She it's... should kill those dogs. They killed her mum. The, the fu- yeah, you don't need the fucking uh, cats backstory no. from cat uh, from uh, shit. What's the film called? Team well, America. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, my brain's not working today. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, the internet called that movie. Uh, Joker with Prada because that's basically what it is. <laughs> it's like, or like fucking Joker but with 101 Dalmatians. That's another good one I've seen. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not going to talk about that, so don't worry about that. We might. I'm going to try and see Quiet Place Two because I did like the first one. I enjoyed the first one. It's got problems. Hey, I, but it's I not terrible. noticed. Uh, well, I say I noticed. I read something where someone had noticed. You know the bit in the first one where they're in the shopping, uh, shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shop. The shop. <laughs> the shop. The shopping. Shopping. <laughs> the shopping shop. shop. <laughs> yes. Um, all the aisles are empty apart from the crisp aisle. Because obviously That's... no one's fucking buying yeah, crisps. No one's buying crisps. Ah. Yeah. Clever. Anyway. That's been the show. We'll do something next week. Drew will probably be back. We don't know. Things are a bit up in the air at the moment because scheduling a podcast is difficult when we all have lives. Well, I say all have lives. I don't have a life. I can do this fucking any day. Um, <laughs> he um, did say he did say last week that he might have had a UTI this week, so <laughs> oh, that's what's yeah. yeah. Um A poo poo wee wee I am Pillow Pants on Instagram, Pillow P four N T five. Follow me there. Dan is socials. Uh, Dan underscore Morton, probably, on Instagram. Twitter. I should get my Twitter handle. I think it is the same on Twitter. It's the Dan underscore Morton or at Dan Morton. You're yeah, Dan underscore Morton. Are we going to aggressively tell Fliss to plug yourself this week? <laughs> I was hoping okay. to skate over that. Thank, yeah. thank you for addressing that, Dan. I have lodged a complaint with HR. Good. I, as a listener, we have, I felt uncomfortable. We have HR. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just the police? <laughs> <laughs> the police. The popo. I don't mean like the popo. I mean like Sting's going to come and bust me up. Like. <laughs> anyway. rocks. Flint, um, do you want to promote promote a social, Fliss? You don't have to. Uh, Fliss is on Instagram, so F-L-I-S-S-I-S. Here we go. If you want to get in touch with the show this week or any other week, you can send an email to oh. bamp, bamp report pod at outlook.com I think it's Did you just make that like just now? <laughs> no. I I I I've had this since the beginning because um but you didn't tell anyone. No, yeah. I just we didn't have a lot of listeners. It's so, just like... for me. It's my email for me. 
I'm sure it's that. you. I like literally. I'm triple checking now. It is actually that. Um, can we give Drew control of the social account? Absolutely. Oh, no, Jesus. I saw a reaction to an Instagram post of like, you know, um, when he puts his artwork up and then somebody will comment like, oh, DM for us to publish your artwork and he just put, get a fucking job underneath. <laughs> 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 like, yes, put him in charge oh, of the social, no. see how long we last. Yes, uh, our, you can email us at bamfreportpod at outlook.com. Send us suggestions, letters, anything you want. We'll d- we're, We'll talk about questions anything that can make this show any better because bearable <laughs> you know <laughs> just anything you want just whatever it is you can it can be just a just send two, me a message i'm so it can lonely. be it can be six pages of just telling me to fuck off it's fine <laughs> i don't mind he'll read it folks he'll read it i will it. every fucking syllable um do a special bam- episode where we just read the hate mail this yeah um <laughs> one weird banff report pod at outlook.com uh that's been the show. I've said that again. Uh, it's been a blast, as always, with you, Fliss. Um, you're Thanks for having back. me again. Any- always welcome back anytime. I got to talk to you uh, this time. Yes, yeah. and Dan's here too. We love you, Dan. I know. I love you too. I'm just going to cry now. So, um, we'll see you all. Crank. We'll see you all. Crank. Crank. Wank. <laughs> Crank. Yeah. Oh, that's how Oh, I wish we had the video for this. <laughs> That's the trailer. Just me going. <laughs> anyway, this is where the music kicks in. I'm going to put the real music in this week because Drew's not here, so you don't get to hear the lethal weapon, loaded weapon <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> soundtrack of this one. Yeah, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully, tell everyone, tell your friends, spread the word, please. New listeners are always welcome. I know it's a bit hard to listen to us, but you know, we're we're good. We're good people. We're good peeps. Yeah, for the right. most part for the most part <laughs> opinions opinions subject to change okay yeah. and that doesn't can be edited this is a great yeah. thing the exactly. consistency of soup <laughs> exactly that's exactly right um thanks everyone see you next week goodbye bye, bye. bye.